1: Hi, this is Parker Bona III, and you are listening to the Above180.com podcast with Joey Serrar and Tim Berg.
0: BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, from Washington, D.C. and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Surrar.
1: Joining me on the Above180.com podcast is Mike Devaney. Mike is a two-time PBA title winner. Thought it'd be great to catch up with Mike and chat a little bit about, as the World Series of Bowling kicks off, kind of how he is approaching things this year. So, Mike, first question for you is this. What what are you doing to prepare? Obviously, there's probably lots of practicing that goes on, but what else do you do to prepare for the World Series of bowling?
2: Well, I'm doing, I mean, obviously doing a lot of practice and training, just trying to get, you know, mentally and physically ready for the grind that is the World Series. You know, we bowl, you know, last year, I believe, with all the events that I played, um, you know, I bowled all, obviously, all four regular World Series events, plus I made the finals in the World Championship, which is the culmination of all four singles events, total pins into the top 24 for the World Championship. And then I bowled the two regionals on the weekend following that So I think I, I, I counted, I bowled 96 games of competition in six days last year. So I was, uh, you know, mentally and physically completely beat by, by the time that thing was over. And, you, and, and going into that event, you know, it, it's, it's a great way to make some money fast. It's a good event. It's very challenging. You're bowling. It's the best bowlers in the world. But it, it's more of a mental grind of doing the same thing over and over and, and trying to keep your, your head above water and to stay positive. And to, you know, stay focused on the goal, you know, you know, on the simple goals in front of you and, you know, not get caught up with the the end of the tournament goals of of trying to finish as high as you can. You know, it's very difficult. That goes with any bowling tournament.
1: And once again, the World Series of Bowling is taking place in Las Vegas. Mike, what do you do to keep yourself mentally focused on bowling? A lot of outside distractions take place in Vegas, a lot of things that could creep into your mind. How do you mentally stay focused on bowling and keep yourself in that right mindset to, to be at your best?
2: Well, what, what I do and what I believe the other top players do is you, you have a, you know, you have a very short term memory. Uh, you know, what's great about bowlers, you know, the really good bowlers is, is you they've, have found a way to remember the positive uh, adjustments and the positive uh, lessons they've learned um, to apply it in the future as they, as they you know, navigate an event. But the negatives they they they've found a way to uh not that not a lot of that have much of an effect on them. Now that goes in cycles. that goes you know some bowlers are up and down, and some guys have really good weeks or really good days and and then a bad day and most of that is attributed to uh, you know getting yourself in this rut of not allowing yourself to perform so you you try to get into this the same routine day in and day out when you're at an event. you know i even though it's in Vegas, I don't really spend a whole lot of time in the in the casinos. It's, that's you know just. I'm there to bowl that week. You know, if I want to go to Vegas on my own time, I'll go on my own time. I'm not going to go, you know, and and hang out in the casino and and do all that, Um, you know, when I'm there to, you know, try to make money in a very short period of time. I want to be focused on that. So I don't stay in the casino. I stay, you know, either at at the timeshare next door to the South Point or, you know, we rent a house you know, we've done multiple uh, things like that. So you can get out of the center, get re-energized, focus on what you want to focus on and then go back in and bowl. And, you know, and another thing that I don't do is I don't really hang out in the bowling center when I'm not bowling. I try to get my mind off of, of the past and watching what everybody else is doing and focus on my goal and what I need to do to, to, you know, you know, get to the level I want to be at in that event, you know, to, to strive to where I want to be in that event, as opposed to getting caught up in, you know, the drama of a, of a said event that's already either behind you or out of your control.
1: Does something need to be done to address on
2: tour the high scores? I don't think so. I think, um, you know, I, I don't want to say I'm a traditionalist, but I, I think that, you know, in, in life, you know, the human, the human plight in life is to, uh, you know, break the ceiling to break through the limits of the generation before you, it's the four minute mile. Now we've got guys running a mile in you know, almost three minutes. Um, hitting 50 home runs in baseball. Now, you, you know, obviously those are, you know, PED-aided or, you know, Roger Maris in 61. Um, you have all these small goals, or not small goals, but large um, numbers, these, these uh, hallowed numbers in sports that, that generations that we are seeing today are pushing those limits. We're pushing the ceiling. When I watched Walter Ray win all those tournaments and, and dominate at the level he dominated, at, I said, I'll never see that again. And now I see what Belmo and Sean Rash are doing. And I said, those guys are playing the game at a higher level than Walter Ray ever played it. And why is that? It's not because of the balls. And it's not because of the scores. It's because, of the, it's because they're that good. You take an example like the PGA. They're, they're talking about changing the clubs and changing the balls because the courses, they can't make the courses long enough for all these young guys who hit the ball so far and they're so good. Why, were, why are they doing that? Because they're, they're trying to hold the current, they're trying to shackle the current player's talent to a number that they think they should be playing at even though the player has it has elevated themselves beyond that number they've exceeded that number 72 in golf is no longer par for these guys that never it, you know these guys play it way beyond that level just like 200 is not par in bowling for any of these guys at, at the level we played at it's not even close you know they got to make the lane so impossible the u.s open and it still takes over 200 average to cash so it's it's not the scores are not the problem it's it's, I don't even think it's a problem. I think the bowlers are getting that much better. The guys are getting that much better each generation. Like there's there's a kid out there right now who's 18 years old bowling somewhere that none of us have ever heard of that's better than Belmo. It's better than Rash. And he's going to come out and he's going to kick their ass. And it's just the way it is. You know, he, he, Because he's looking at those guys. Those guys are his target. Just like when I came out, Walter Ray and, and Pete Weber, and those guys were my my target. And I, that's was the measuring stick. I wanted to get out there and compete and be able to be competitive with those guys and beat them. And that's how you measure yourself as, as an athlete is is you look at the top level and you try to push that ceiling and get and reach that level.
1: You took some flack for some comments you made about two-handed bowling back in 2012. Were you just saying what a lot of other guys were thinking on tour?
2: Uh, pretty much. I mean, you know, Jason kind of took it personally, but I, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, I have no problem personally with Jason. I think he does a lot for bowling and I think he's a good guy, you know? And yeah, I, I, he made when, when that comment was made. It was it was like right, really quick on the show. And Randy asked Jason something, and he he made a little pun towards me because he knows him and I get back go back and forth on the two hand bowling thing. So I gave it right back to him. But most people didn't either didn't listen to what Jason said or didn't really think that there was a being a pun being you know given my way before my interview was you know my portion of the interview was given with Randy. But you know I don't I don't think that you know. Like I said, the two handed bowling thing, it's not going to go anywhere, you know, so it's it's here to stay. And, and, you know, we need to accept it and figure out, you know, how to be competitive with those guys because they're dominating right now. So, you know, it's my job as a professional to figure out how to to be competitive with that and not really get caught up. in, you know, if it's fair, legal, whatever, you know, it's not going to change. So getting getting too wound up about it is not, uh, you know, not conducive to, to my performance.
1: Again joining us is Mike Devaney on the uh, above 180.com podcast Mike you do a lot of coaching in your spare time down there in San Diego what is one thing that you believe is holding amateur bowlers back from uh taking their game to that
2: next level they don't practice enough I mean it, 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 it goes with any uh, you know any sport or any physical endeavor if you don't apply your your muscle memory and your body to the the training that's that's you know in demand to to attain a level that you want to be at you're, you're not going to ever reach that level, you know, in, in score, you know, on, on the local level, the score, the scoring pace is, is pretty is inflated. Let's put it that way. And you know, it gives people a I don't want to say it gives them a false sense of security. What it does is is, is even the most novice bowler doesn't doesn't realize that. Or, or does realize that their average is inflated? They do know that their average is inflated, and that's why tournament bowling is taking is taking a dive. I think is that these bowlers, you know, they may be 230 in league or 220 or whatever the number is. They know that that's not a legitimate average. They know that that's not really what their that you know how their what their ability level is at. So when a tournament comes around, they the last thing you want to do is go out and go, man, I I know that I'm really not bowler that good of a bowler, and I'm afraid to go there and embarrass myself. So they just choose not to participate. So, you know, we, we, as a, you know, as an industry you need to you give those bowlers, you know, a little bit more foundation, you know, through coaching and through practice, you know, and, and benefit them through coaching and practice. So they, they feel more confident in their game and they're actually become better bowlers. But the main thing that holds the back is just lack of lane time. They don't get down there and practice enough. They don't bowl enough. Most people bowl three or six games a week, and that's just not enough to be, you know, a high, higher level player, you know, to, to, to grow as a player, you need, to, you need to put the ball in your hand, you know, at least every other day in both three or four games every other day.
1: So, Mike, before we go, I thought I'd give you the opportunity to share some news with some Above180.com listeners. As I know, um, you, you mentioned to me in our correspondence back and forth that you and Radical Bowling Technologies, you're working something out. Do you have anything more that you can share with us on that?
2: Well, I just signed an exclusive agreement with Radical, so I'll be using their brands, you know, exclusively throughout any any of my bowling endeavors. Um, and Radical, if, if the listeners don't know, is a brand that was started by Phil Cardinal, and he, he has now uh, been assumed under the Brunswick wing of uh, products. So it's it's similar to the DVA brand, and it's a, it's a Brunswick subsidiary. And uh, Mo Pinnell is the, is the ball designer and the technical designer, and uh, you know Phil is going to be the uh, I believe he's the president of the, of the brand. And, you know, what my job is, is, you know, basically my job is pretty simple is go out and bowl well and make the balls look good. Um, other than that, you know, we'll be doing seminars and clinics and uh, appearances and, and things of that nature to help promote the brand. But, you know, the, it's the brand is still relatively new. And, you know, I was back when when Mo was still Mo rich, I was on staff with Mo then. And I had a lot of success. You know, I think I made four or five shows in one year using those balls. So I had a lot of success with the brands. I'm very comfortable working with these guys. It's a great company. You know, Brunswick is a great company and, and Radical is, you know, one of the same as Brunswick now. So it's it's um you know I'm very confident in the uh, you know in the product and I'm um you know looking forward to doing well with the brand and helping them a little bit more on uh, notoriety and and uh, respect in the bowling community.
1: So what is it with Mopanel and the bowling balls that he develops and he comes up with that fit your game so well?
2: I think it fits anybody's game. I, it, it's, it's not as much the, the balls. I mean, the balls are great. It's the knowledge that goes with the layouts and understanding what a bowler needs to see on a lane and, and Mo's ability to translate that into putting you into the right ball and the right layout. Now, you know, I've learned a lot from Mo and, and the people that go to his cl- his seminars and his clinics can use that information. Any of the pro shop guys or even just bowlers themselves that go to those, they gain, you know, immeasurable knowledge from you know his many years of experience in developing cores and understanding why balls do what they do as they travel down a lane, and you know there's two ways to get that that information. You either go and pay somebody for it, or you go do it yourself. And, you know and, and bowl at the level that we bowl at and learn why things do what they do. And it, it's you know it's awesome to have somebody with that experience to fall back on when when you know like when things aren't going the right way. So it's 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 very reassuring, let's put it that way, to, to have a mind like that and be able to, um, you know, tap into that information anytime you need to.
1: Final question I have for you, Mike. I want to see, news came out last week of Steve Johnson, the executive director of the BPAA stepping down. Do you have any any thoughts on that?
2: Um, he probably got another job somewhere else. And that's that's what, the way I, I would see that. I mean, it's kind of bizarre that he would step down, you know, right in midterm and, you know, he seemed kind of like uh, he was, you know, set to be with the BPA for quite a while. So um that's yeah you know, I don't have a lot of information on that. You know, as a bowler, you kinda as a competitor, you take things like that and you go, Okay, well that's you know, that's change. And then you go back to doing what I can control and that's working on my game and practicing and paying attention to the to the finer details of, of my craft. Um as far as the BPAA and the you know the USBC and and the things that they're doing you know they're they're trying to get things going in the right direction you 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 know it's hard to to know exactly what's going on because you know you're not privy to the conversations that are being had but you you got to think that everybody wants things to turn around and go in the right direction and uh, you know I'm, I have hopes that that whoever replaces Steve uh you know has a you know has a little bit more success and and is able to uh right the ship a little bit more
1: Mike Devaney, I want to thank you for taking some time to join us, and best of luck as you head down to the World
2: Series of Bowling. Well, thank you, Tim. And uh, remember, Radical Bowling Technologies. Go check it out. Thank you, guys.